Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup from Red Bull Racing Australia. I'm Dave Reynolds from the Bodlow Racing Team. Hi, I'm James Moffat from the Norton Hornets. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert from Ford Pepsi Max Crew, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. It is, look, it's great. It's a fun track. Um, I was conceived on the bolt, so um, <laughs> been, been here before. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the number one target on our radar. We're all about winning races and trying to win a championship at the moment, but, but we, you know, Kim and I chip away at it, but right now we have nothing. Sometimes they're not dickhead you could say it's just it's, they're just there's good racing and i enjoy it yeah. from the racetracks across australia and around the world here's inside supercars hello and welcome to the show joining me this week to talk about the year is peter norton from inside supercars good evening peter good evening craig and it's been a, quite a cracker of the year actually um, the, the record books are going to show that jamie winkup won his sixth title by a uh, a very comfortable margin, but there's a whole lot more that happened. It was indeed, and the first year of Volvo was certainly eclipsal, one of the main talking points, more so based on the fact that, uh, well, Scott McLaughlin was able to get a podium. Yes, how exciting was that, uh, particularly his uh, post-race quote that uh, uh, made it across all forms of media with uh, a couple of, well, one, one beep in particular, but all about giving it some jandal. That provided some, uh, some character, uh, a bit of flavour that uh, the eight supercars, I think, had been lacking a little bit. He's a, a young fellow that's uh, got a colourful phrase or two and uh, wasn't the image that you'd expect from Volvo. It wasn't, and by the end of the year, just when you thought this Volvo thing was on a tremendous roll, you get the news that their new marketing director says, motorsport's not for us, and we will be withdrawing once our current contracts end. And that leaves a huge question mark over the current um, Gary Rogers program. Yeah, there's been a, a bit of uh, the chat about that one, about uh, you know, Will Volvo pull out or will they simply subcontract it to Polestar? Um, you know, I guess what we can take away from it is that there is a cloud over their long-term involvement one way or another. Let's hope that they do keep it going through Polestar, even if it's not a direct factory involvement, uh, because, uh, uh, hey, the cars are good, the cars are winners, uh, and it adds that extra element. And I think it'd be a fairly clear case study that... Volvo had a fairly stiff reputation in the market here in Australia and I'm sure they're getting more inquiries at the dealerships because of their on-track success. Yeah. Now, uh, another departure that was well covered this year was, of course, the Bathurst 1000 with James Phelps talking about Ford to be killed off. Now, interestingly, uh, when the media got together, they said, yeah, that was... That was a story that didn't have the substance for them, and, and in fact, uh, it was Fogues' story which came out in uh, in Auto Action when he interviewed Roger Penske, who actually confirmed for the first time an official on the record talking about Ford's exit. And uh, from 2017, the or from 2016, in fact, the the question mark on Ford is well and truly out there. Well, that, that's right. Um, it's interesting that uh, New Year's Eve, uh, Ford Mustang convertible is going to be heavily promoted as part of the Sydney New Year's Eve celebrations. So uh, Ford are pretty serious about promoting that car in Australia. And the, the thing that you'd think is a most logical place to promote it uh, would be on a racetrack, uh, highlighting its performance capabilities and uh, its performance heritage. Uh, that's not on their radar screen. Um, that one is hard for racing fans to understand. Um, 
let's hope that uh, through a privateer effort or through a dealer uh, team effort that we do see the Mustang on the racetrack because uh, the heritage is too long and too proud to just let fizzle out. Mm. Now, a couple of other exits that were reported this year. Phil Brannigan wrote a story in Auto Action called Bye Bye Benz and Adrian Mussolino was the first on vetx.com.au uh, to say that Holdsworth was leaving Erebus. Two interesting stories there all around the Erebus Motorsport V8 uh, oil operation. It's a real pity that the Erebus team uh, aren't enjoying a bit more success. Uh, they're very passionate about what they do. Uh, Betty Klemenko has obviously invested uh, plenty of money in trying to make that team successful, but it's hard work. Uh, clearly, it's hard work to get to the pointy end of the field, and it's just not happening for them. And they're not getting the Mercedes factory support. Uh, and... You know, you're spending that much money and unfortunately your, your middle or the back of the field uh, on many race weekends, you've got to wonder how much longer it will last. Um, you know, I can understand the, the thinking behind some of those stories. Uh, and, and of course, yeah, there has now been uh, you know, Lee Holdsworth uh, you know, moving on. Uh, Ash Walsh uh, has uh, you know, very proudly said that he's got a two-year contract there uh, trying to uh, you know, provide some positive PR for the team that they are around for the for the long term. Uh, Betty's pretty determined in everything that she does uh, and takes quite a bit for her to uh, to give up on it, I think. Yeah, it's uh, interesting times ahead for V8 supercars. Well, plenty more on Inside Supercars right after our feature interview, which is the CEO of V8 Supercars, James Warburton. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Tune in each weekday morning for a fast-paced look at V8 Supercars with Supercars Today. It's a short, sharp look at what's happening across the V8 Supercars world. The only, the only thing Josh is ever critical on are the things that A, you're going to make the car go faster, or B, you're going to make the race team look better. So he's um, he's, he's honestly taken on board the, the team, and, and almost, you know, it's, it's great to see how much actually he's passionate. In Supercars Today, each weekday morning at sportradio.com.au, or sign up for the podcast on iTunes. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard from Lockwood Racing, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors and the family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Dale Wood from Team Advam GB Gal, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Well, James Warburton, how is your view of 2014 in V8 Supercars? Oh, look, I think it's been an incredible season, you know, so I think every CEO talks about their product and how good their product is, but at the end of the day, the you know, the fans back me with the facts, you know, uh, excluding Sydney because we don't know the numbers yet, but, you know, our attendances have been up, you know, flat, flattish, but up, but up a little bit, um, and, you know, obviously some big signature events like Bathurst, you know, with the record and the best, the best uh, in five years at the Gold Coast, Television up 11%, um, social media up a staggering 200%. So I think from that perspective, it's been great. Racing's been close, you know, 14 different winners and you know, everything that we've seen, the, you know, the parity that we've got in the field. So a really, really good year for us and, and one to build on next year. Coming into Sydney, a very big week. Uh, side the Gen 2 release, new logo on branding and Marcus Ambrose returns. 
Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I think, you know, obviously when a series like ours attracts um, the attention, you know, of, of Roger Penske and, you know, the, the formation of um, DJR Team Penske, you know, I think it's a, an extraordinary vote of confidence in the series. They wouldn't be here if we were, uh, you know, back back backwater operations. So for them to come into Australia and obviously their their um, their business interests in, um, you know, in, in their trucking companies and, and the like, those types of things, uh, fantastic for us. I mean, Marcus, I mean, the media coverage has been extraordinary, not only in Australia, but, you know, I think internationally as well. So, yeah, really, really big week. And, you know, we've, um, you know, rolled out the Gen 2 supercar and the new branding and, and of course, all the innovation that we get next year in our, with our new media partners as well. How do you see the Gen 2 platform significantly changing the way you can interact with manufacturers, interact with partners? Look, you know, I think the the car of the future platform and and what we set out to achieve um, has been great to see how you know the sports diversifying and people are starting to to, to follow you know GRM and the Volvo teams or the Kellys and and Nissan etc. Um, you know, and, and and the impact Betty's you know made you know not only as a manufacturer in in her own right, but obviously as a personality as well. So I think what it's really done is it's really opened up that the, the the dialogue with all the manufacturers and. You know, we're probably at the point where if it was V8 only formula, it would be very difficult to see any other new manufacturers joining the sport. And, you know, when you look at it the other way, you know, even with some of the existing manufacturers, the ability to still field a V8, but also look at, you know, V6 uh, turbo in most cases, um, or even, you know, larger than five litre engines in the V8 configuration has been seen as a real positive um, by, by the automotive manufacturers. And opened up a lot of discussions, and I think that's you know pro- probably the important point. I think the other thing that's you know probably not really clear yet is the range and depth of the automotive manufacturer. So you know what we're doing in terms of um, you know the Utes category, um, you know the V8 supercar category, of course, which you know, and then also what we're doing in terms of some broader interpretations. These are great events, and so the platforms we're opening up in a whole blueprint um, will become evident as we get into the new year. Mm. Speaking to Kevin McCann, and he said he can see a spike of inquiries in Volvo dealers straight after V8 events. Is it V8 Supercar's job to bring back that sort of win on Sunday, sell on Monday mentality? I think our job is to um, bring massive audiences, you know, to um, be exposed to brands. You know, so the brands automotive and then obviously there's the broader brands you know the the fmcg brands and and the automotive brands that we've got actually got on cars so i think our job is it's a media job so it's a brand awareness job but then it's also an activation job so i think if you look at um you know what it's doing for a company like volvo look at how deep the marketing integration has been you know now available in takeaway and they've actually embraced the whole concept but then to have you know scotty and robert to have their true colour track walks and the access to fans. I mean, all it's doing is it's opening up an amazing conversation, you know, for a company that's selling 5,000 vehicles. Well, 2 million people are walking through the back of the paddock mm-hmm. and having exposure. And, you know, they've, they've obviously activated with, you know, their, um, their 60, you know, sort of pace cars and race cars and show cars and all those types of things. And so that's what we're about, you know, whether it's HSV, you know, or Ford or Nissan or, you know, Erebus or, you know, any manufacturer. These are massive events. You know, the Bathurst event is the largest regional event in Australia. You know, the Gold Coast race is the largest annual Queensland event. So whether we're in Tassie or whether we're in Darwin or, you know, wherever we are, 
you know, this, this platform is an incredible platform, let alone the media numbers, um, you know, which are going to increase as we head into a, you know, much deeper and broader relationship um, from digital and newspaper points of views as well. Will January 1 we see on 10 on Fox Sports some sort of launch into this new media deal? Yeah, absolutely. You'll see um, all the all the promos start to roll out. I mean, in respect for you know, sort of Channel Seven and everything else, they've been you know sort of doing the right thing and biding their time. So you know, you'll see us. Um, you know, there's been a whole host of promos um, that Ten have been filming this week, and all the boys are integrated into their big bash promos. I mean, we've got an amazing platform. I mean, Ten are launching. You know, they've got I can't even remember now. I think it's 38 games of cricket that averaged over a million viewers, and you know, we'll have huge integration through those we'll have some of our drivers in commentary you know as they had other athletes um and you know all the promotion that that you'd expect that was a big thing for us it was a matter of you know 10 was going to absolutely get behind it and you know they've done that already and they'll and they'll do that in in spades through the course of the summer and again with fox sports you know we've got the asian cup the cricket world cup you know we've got all these things coming um and you know they've you know i think patrick delaney is the ceo of fox sports has been here today he's been to more race meetings than any other television executive in uh, the eight years of being with, uh, you know, the Seven Network. So these guys are pretty passionate and ready to roll. Mm. Well, we're all looking forward to it. All the best for Christmas. Thank you, and happy Christmas to you. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth from Erebus Motorsport, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Peter Norton from Inside Motorsport continues to talk about the headlines of this year, and it was no surprise, really, when Speed Cafe took out all the V8 Media Association, well, took out a, a fair swag of the V8 Media Association awards this year. Some of their stories absolutely set the agenda for the uh, media for the entire year. None more so than at the end of the financial year, coming out of uh, the Darwin round, Stefan Bartholomew's story saying that V8 Supercars were about to change their official test day, they were going to make it two days, and they were going to run it on the same weekend as the Bathurst 12-hour. And, of course, as I said, it set the agenda for the rest of the year in reporting V8 Supercars. Oh, it sure has, hasn't it? We all know that there's plenty of politics and manoeuvring happening in, in any kind of a business. Uh, we know there's plenty of politics involved in sport, and V8 Supercars is both of those, so you get twice as much politics. Uh, and this is one of those stories that I think uh, uh, many people at V8 Supercars headquarters would love for it to just go away, uh, but it's the, just the nature of the, that dilemma uh, that means it just won't go away. Uh, there's plenty of commentators out there who have said that it's a very silly strategy for V8 Supercars to adopt, um, but they're, they're pretty determined they're going to push on with it and uh, we'll find out in the middle of February uh, just how uh, successful or otherwise that strategy turns out to be. Mm. Um, we, we know that the, the Bathurst race um, uh, has plenty to go for it, 
and uh, we know that V8 Supercars are trying to build their test day into a, uh, a two-day event, and uh, they are made for T TV uh, with with the uh, you know, the Fox Sports coverage and everything, uh, they're trying to launch that on a positive note. So uh, two very determined uh, uh, organisers trying to make their events a success. It is interesting, though, because it seems that the whole catalyst for this came from V8 Media, where they were turned down with an offer to film the 12-hour and immediately the date changed. So it, it does seem that it has been a... Uh, a fairly, I'll use the word spiteful, uh, retaliation on the organisers of the 12-hour because the motive, the motive was uh, so, uh, well, so petty. Um, a lot of people talk and, and study or uh, uh, you know, read a whole lot about negotiation skills. Uh, and something I've learned over the last couple of years in business uh, is that negotiation isn't always about who's the strongest and, and you know, forcing the other side into uh, go, going your way. Often the best negotiation skills is about allowing the other side to back down in a way that they can save face. They can say yes to your demands gracefully and politely uh, because human beings are pretty funny. They dig their heels in. And even if it can be detrimental to them, they dig their heels in and they're determined and they stick by a bad decision. Uh, and it creates a lose-lose situation. Uh, so I think you're right there. Uh, it does have a bit of a smell of some spiteful behaviour. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, this all pans out. It's going to be interesting to see where the media is on Sunday. As uh, will they still be in Sydney, or will they have made the trip up the mountain? I certainly know where we'll be. Uh, well, that's right. Um, there's plenty of stories going around of people whose business is motorsport, whether it's in media, photographers, or race teams. Um, you know, they had opportunities to do both, and they've been uh, boxed in to having to choose one. Uh, and uh, I think it is a lose-lose situation. Um, yeah, I know some of the photographers had some very good contracts to cover the 12-hour, and those guys are going to be locked into being at Eastern Creek covering the V8 supercars. Mm. So I would imagine that they're a bit annoyed, as is some race teams that you know, had opportunities to run at the 12-hour, and yeah, they're committed to their V8 supercar program. Um, yeah, that's a, a long list of losers coming out of this. And, uh, you know, there'll be a few people doing an each-way bet Saturday morning to the V8 supercars and then uh, jumping in their car Saturday afternoon to uh, head up to Bathurst. I, oh. I think that's the smart strategy. Interestingly, I had, uh, I had uh, people talking to me, I can't uh, name them, of course, uh, saying that, you know, they didn't want to give that event a free kick um, by allowing their property, i.e. drivers, to be participating in it. However, at the same time, they weren't happy about the decision. So uh, it's very tough when you own the business. Mm. You, you, can't, uh, you can't always say on the record what you really feel. Now, as I said, this story just continued to, to run. Tom Howard at Speed Cafe followed it up uh, on July 10 saying that CAMS, now the Confederation of, of Australian Motorsport, you would think would be the one that would turn to an organisation and say, pull your head in, this is not going to work. We can't have an international event and a domestic and the major domestic series clashing in the same state at the same time. But 
Tom Howard's report, which I think was the first time CAMS, uh, CAMS officials had been quoted, and in fact it was Eugene Rocker, the, uh, the head of CAMS, said they were not going to interfere with this clash. Yeah, I think CAMS still have a few battle scars from when uh, they took on Bob Jane all those years ago uh, about who can really dictate motorsport in the country. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a free market. People don't have to use CAMS, so CAMS' power is uh, a little bit more constrained than what people may believe. Um, I'm wondering, Peter, if the fact that CAMS has a brand-new open-wheel series that they want to run with the V8 supercars, and we're talking about July now, nothing was signed, nothing was set in stone. How much did those negotiations factor into CAMS's decisions here? And this one I haven't had anyone from CAMS say anything to me, but I just am asking the question. Yeah, that's a fair question. Um, it's a yeah, very complicated picture, the, uh, you know, the scheduling of different events and the uh, commercial interests that go hand-in-hand hand with that. Um, we know that the, the motorsport calendar has had many problems over the years with V8 supercar races clashing with other uh, major events. You know, the World Rally Championship, uh, when it comes to Australia, it's a clash with Sandown, and it has been for many years. Um, they're things that you think that they could get sorted, but uh, still remain a problem. Mm. And, and amazingly, uh, originally when the, dis- uh, the discussion, and if you read uh, Stephen Bartholomew's uh, story, it talks about clashes with the Cricket World Cup. Uh, being one of the reasons for the date move. In fact, Vet Supercars were on the weekend before, the test day was on the weekend before the Cricket World Cup started. They've actually moved it onto the first weekend of the Cricket World Cup. Yeah, I, I think you're right. That the, the stated reasons are not necessarily the true reasons for the, the, the tangle that everyone is in. Mm. Now, uh, we were talking about Speed Cafe there before and uh, another one of the stories that uh, really got them a lot of mileage was Gordon Lomas. In March, had Tim Sendrick on the record saying that Penske were interested in running Marcus Ambrose in a V8 supercar. Um, yes, that, that was a, a, a great scoop in many respects. It became the, the story of the, the last part of the year. Um, I recall at, uh, at Sandown, the general mood was a little bit glum. The, the date clash with the Bathurst 12 hour was uh, you know, a very hot topic at the time. And then overnight it got confirmed that Marcus Ambrose was uh, retiring from NASCAR racing. And all of the pieces of that uh, early scoop started to get confirmed. And it gave the sport a boost. There was a, a new energy because of uh, you know, this you know, a, New, new blood and new money into a team. Marcus Ambrose, uh, love him or hate him, there's plenty of passion about his return. Uh, it was the good news story of the year, I, I, I believe, that uh, it makes uh, people a bit more optimistic for the future because the, uh, another competitive team is really what we need. Mm. Well, a break, and then we need to talk about Bathurst. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett from HHA Racing. You are listening to Inside V8 Supercars. 
Tune in each weekday morning for a fast-paced look at V8 Supercars with Supercars Today. It's a short, sharp look at what's happening across the V8 Supercars world. The only, only things Ross is ever critical on are the things that A, you're going to make the car go faster, or B, you're going to make the race team look better. So he's um, he's honestly he's taken on board the, the team, and, and almost, you know, it's, it's great to see how much actually he's passionate. It's Supercars Today, each weekday morning at sportradio.com.au, or sign up for the podcast on iTunes. I'm Scott Pye from Wilson Security, Dick Johnson Racing, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to the final of Inside Supercars, and Peter Norton from Inside Motorsport joining me, Craig Ravel. Peter Bathurst, an unbelievable race, an unbelievable weekend, in fact, and in the end, last to first winner, Chas Mostert, Paul Morris, people who would say, who would have picked that, but Lewis Isaacs in auto action in the week of Bathurst, in fact, uh, in the edition that came out to preview Bathurst, Bathurst wrote a, a very interesting piece and it was very well regarded uh, at the V8 Media Association Awards in defence of the dudes, explaining why Paul Morris was the right choice for Chaz Mostert. I think Lewis will have a, a new nickname, you know, Nostradamus or something like that. Uh, um, I, I think I'll have to follow him next time I go into a, a TAB uh, to, to work out who to punt on. Um, very very insightful uh, piece that one and uh, how correct it turned out to be. Um, yeah, we spent a couple of minutes talking about the, the politics and the bad things about the sport. Um, Bathurst really was a showcase of everything that's good. Um, well, nearly everything that's good. Um, the, the track cracking up uh, and having to red flag the race, that looked a little bit silly, but it actually played out perfectly because the, the the big uh, the, the crescendo of the, the weekend then fell into prime time TV. Instead of the race being finished by uh, you know before six, um, and everyone turned on their TVs at six pm to watch the news, they turned on their TVs to see you know, the, the last uh, you know quite a few laps and all of the drama unfolding. And it was just remarkable being there that uh, it was almost like ten years worth of drama all folded into one year. It's one that we won't forget in a hurry. No, Roj Adami from AAP had probably the story at the end of the race, which most people, uh, certainly for a week or so, were uh, spellbounded by, and that was Jamie Wincup cost us a Bathurst victory, says team owner Roland Dane. Fascinating quote, isn't it? Um, many of the teams are very careful uh, about what they say. They put PR spin on things. And I think Roland was caught in the uh, the heat of the moment. You know, the, an emotional comment came out um, that, uh, you know, at, at the time I think was, was very true to what he was thinking. Um, and uh, to me, it's a fascinating case study about the, the role of the media. And you know, sometimes TV uh, people are criticised for sticking a microphone in someone's face in the in the, the heat of, of battle or when the emotions are high. But that's why you do. That's where you get the unspun truth uh, before the PR doctors really get to it. Uh, and it was a fascinating story. And in the days that followed, of course, the team did a bit of backpedalling and you know, tried to do a bit of a smokescreen and you know, talking about the, you know, how the decisions unfolded. 
but I think Roland's quote you know, really captured the, the, the emotion and the drama of those final couple of laps. Mm. Now, Fogues, uh, Brannigan, there's a lot of great riders at Auto Action, but Lewis Isaacs had a fantastic year. He had, uh, of course, in defence of the dude, which was uh, uh, such a well-received story. He also wrote about how the best was won, talking about the DJR Team Penske merger, and, uh, of course, a story with James Warburton that was titled aptly, The Empire Strikes Back. Um, yes, uh, we spoke earlier about the uh, uh, the debate about the test day clash with the Bathurst 12-hour, and James Warburton went sort of missing in action there for a couple of months. He wasn't particularly available to media. Uh, so Lewis's uh, article, you know, the, the, the interview with him, was hot property. You knew it was going to be a good one. And uh, you know, it really captured some of the, the thinking and, I guess, the, the personality of Warburton um, that uh, this is big business and he's a determined man and, you know, that's, in some respects, his way or the highway. Uh, we thought we had a strong personality previously with people like, uh, like Cochrane. Um, I think James Warburton's just warming up. It is going to be very interesting to see how James Warburton continues in his role as CEO. Peter, Fox Sports, of course, is the host broadcaster. They have a platform of their own, which uh, is online, newspapers, and uh, they announced, of course, the demise, as we said, of Speed TV, with Fox Sport 5 now becoming the channel, which will primarily be the motorsport channel. But... It'll be interesting to see how William Dale, who I thought had a fantastic year, had a lot of fun uh, with things like the Super Grid, with uh, other things like a 1994 Bathurst Live blog where he went lap-by-lap coverage of the 1994 race and didn't do it off watching the monitors. He went and got lap charts and times and the amount of work he did to get that up and running was just quite remarkable. They're a really passionate uh, bunch of guys and uh, real innovators. And in some respects, I, I feel for them that uh, uh, over the last couple of years, they haven't had uh, very deep pockets and resources to put their programs together. And they've put together some great stuff, as you've just said. Um, now, with the, uh, the the new deal, they will get some resources and they'll, they'll do a fabulous job, provide innovation that we've never seen before. But with all of the politics... I think that the Fox uh, platform is seen as a bit of a villain. Um, we've got people who have been very vocal about, um, you know, they're diehards, they want to watch the races live, and crikey, now they have to pay for it. And they've made quite a bit of noise about, oh dear, I'm not going to pay that much to watch stuff that uh, was previously free. Now, of course, Fox have responded with some uh, quite sharply priced packages. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I don't think they're getting due credit for the for the work, the innovation that they're going to bring to it. Uh, and uh, one, of, one of the key uh, social media posts that I saw was after that announcement that Ambrose was coming back, where one of the, the doubters said, well, I might just pay for Foxtel after all. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. William Dale also had uh, an interesting... Uh, an interesting analysis of the Bathurst, uh, Bathurst 1000, which uh, pondering the question, which I think we've all asked since uh, Bathurst is, was it the greatest ever? Uh, Peter, some interesting, some interesting stuff online 
particularly but also on television in video now one of the one of the film clips and promotional videos i saw this year which i thought was fantastic was the trip to bathurst by the red bull team in the hercules uh it it didn't quite win the award because something came along with Neil Crompton, Aaron Noonan and uh, the Shannon's Legends of Australian Motorsport. Whilst it's not strictly V8 supercars, it was something that I think motorsport fans and Australian motorsport fans just absolutely warmed to. Um, you're right, it's not strictly V8 supercars, but it is the heritage that the whole V8 supercars is built upon. And I don't think you can separate the two. Uh, and you know that the whole culture that was Ford versus Holden in V8s is from that era. Um, you know the, the Brock versus Johnson kind of duels, and and we'll throw in a Camaro as well. Um, what a great program! And I think a, a, a lot of us. Uh, uh, I was going to say mature, but sometimes we're not very mature. Anyway, the the, the people not who show, anyway. <laughs> that, well, that's right. Um, there's plenty of us who grew up watching those races. So to see such a, a great package that's professionally woven together with some of the footage and some of the interviews and some of the, the insights that we didn't actually know uh, when we were living through it live, uh, yeah, it was a great package. And um, you know, it can't have been uh, a light undertaking for them to, for them to take on. Um, and, uh, yeah, to, to me, that's one of the, the highlights of the year uh, in terms of media productions is uh, coming from left field uh, something that was as good as that. Mm. Another one that, once again, isn't for supercars, but it certainly is uh, an important story to tell in Australian motorsport, and that was Gordon Lomas's four-part video on the life and times of Sir Jack Brabham, of course, his last major on-camera interview, and uh, it was absolutely fantastic to hear Jack in his own words. Absolutely, and uh, I mean, I'm... I'm been a long time motorsport fan I thought I knew a whole lot about uh, you know, Jack Brabham and his achievements but uh, of course through programs such as that and, and a lot of the, the lovely things that were written about Jack Brabham, uh, learned a whole lot more um, about his innovation uh, and about the, uh, the gritty kind of way he went about you know, achieving things and it's, it's stuff that script writers in Hollywood just wouldn't dare doing you know, things like uh, you know having to push a car over the finish line to you know, stitch up a championship and those sorts of things. Um, it sounds like fiction, but Jack actually did it, uh, and it was great reliving some of those moments through uh, you know, programs such as that. Mm. Now we do need to wrap this one up, but a break, and then we'll be back with our final thoughts. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Facebook page, and to ask a question. Email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two lovers to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to do, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors and the family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm David Reynolds from Bottolo Racing Team, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Peter Norton, a final thought for 2014. My final thought is that people need to look beyond the statistics to see just how good the year was. 
It wasn't just about Jamie Wincup winning his championship. There was lots of uh, lots of races that had plenty of drama. We've spoken a lot about Bathurst. We also touched on Adelaide um, with the, you know, the, the Volvo uh, performing so well, you know, straight out of the box, so, so to speak. But it was also HRT winning at at uh, Clipsal. Uh, Lee Holdsworth uh, had the, the first win for Erebus. Um, we had uh, you know, Marcus Ambrose returning. We had Shane Van Gisbergen uh, driving so well at Sydney Motorsport Park in very wet conditions. Um, we've had all sorts of drama. Uh, for some of the people who are normally further back in the pack were actually fighting for you know, podium positions and coming together. Uh, you know, Caruso and McLaughlin uh, at Ipswich comes to mind. There's so many exciting moments throughout this year, so I'd be a great, wa- great waste if people only remember Jamie Winkup. Mm. And my final thought, Peter, is that this new television deal is going to work and it's going to work well. I think people will like, if they're not diehard fans, being able to sit back on a Sunday night and watch the best bits of the racing and not giving up an entire weekend for it. The pressures on people today with family and other interests are far greater than they ever have been and I believe quite strongly that this new package is going to service both the casual observer and the hardcore fan better than we have ever seen before. I guess the proof will be in the ratings pudding and, uh, of course, it all comes down to, at the end of the day, how many extra subscriptions can be purchased via V8 Supercars and that will be the ultimate success in a commercial term. Craig, I think you've got a very good point there. Uh, media today is all about condensed versions of things. It's you know, one-minute uh, clips on the internet, you know, video clips, um, rather than you know, watching something that takes hours. Uh, this could be the, the direction for the future. Mm, and perhaps the reason why we're wrapping up Inside Supercars tonight. Peter... You were on the first show of V8 Insiders and uh, unfortunately the last of Inside Supercars, but it's been great working with you over this past, well, we certainly go back almost 20 years now, but uh, on these shows particularly. Inside Motorsport, which you've been associated with for that length of time, is moving on Sport Radio to Wednesday nights and we're looking forward to having some great shows as we lead up towards the Bathurst 12 hour. Uh, it's been a very exciting ride over all of those years, Craig. It's uh, been a pleasure working with you as well. And, uh, yeah, it, it's been some uh, some great stuff that we've been able to cover. That's all we have time for. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. Inside Supercars.